Liberty Station is brought to you by my good friends at Devoted Capital, where they believe how you profit matters. They're dedicated to helping you align your investments with your values, empowering you to a life well-lived. Welcome to the Bryce Eddy Show, coming here from Liberty Station Studios, where we are a threat to the Great Reset, and I have uh, my friend, the indomitable Kurt Schlichter on with me, and we are going to irresponsibly speculate and prognosticate on the fate of the world. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, I'm glad to have you on because I want your take on a few things, Um Number one, let's start with the uh, fun stuff. All of the uh, Twitter sphere and everything that's going on with the reinstatement, uh, reinstatements of all of these accounts and you know everything that's happening. What are your thoughts? Well, look, I mean, none, none of these people should have been kicked off in the first place. Uh, the principle of free speech is important, and it's hilarious that the journalists uh, primarily are going insane about it. They, they literally hate the idea that uh, unapproved people are going to be able to say things because those things will be unapproved. And uh, that makes some misinformation. And uh, it's, it's truly remarkable how much they despise the idea of free speech. I think they've hugely damaged their brand. Um, I think that even people who were kind of fooled for a while are no longer going to be fooled by the fact that these guys are goose-stepping little jerks. And... Um, uh, I, I love their pain. Twitter is going, you know, the only thing that's changed is apparently some of us, besides being re, uh, reinstated, have uh, uh, been allowed to start getting followers again. Yeah. Because I was frozen for about six months. And, um, you know, uh, uh, apparently, you know, 70 or 80 percent of the people who worked at Twitter provided no benefit to the company. It's quite remarkable. But uh, uh, Twitter just seems seems to be fine. Uh, they have cut out child pornography, which for some reason they didn't do before. So that's good. Other than that, um, you know, <laughs> it's improvement on improvement. Yeah, you know, I I found it funny that for a few days everybody's like, oh, it's it's going to collapse, you know, without all these people. And I think it's uh, it's it's uh, you know without all the employees and you know like there was a few days when when they were like, it's just going to have to get shut down. And I think it's going to end up being massively improved. And you can feel the tenor feels yeah. somewhat safe for conservatives again. Like you can actually you know not stress about everything that you're saying you can you know you can go out there and and again you know have free speech and and you know let a few things roll well the enemy liked the fact that we had to think gosh if i say this thing is this going to get me kicked off if i point out this manifest male is you know a male instead of the woman he pretends to be am i going to get kicked off because because you could get kicked off for pointing out that a man is a man except a man wants to pretend to be a woman and you got to understand the left liked that. That is, the, that is what the left wanted. It wanted people to always worry that there, there were going, there was, something was going to happen. Their favorite thing is, well, free speech doesn't mean speech without consequences, which is exactly wrong. It does mean speech without consequences. You simply want to bully people into your own kind of uh, speech. And I, I, I still think this is going to come back and bite them. 
um, in the future. But uh, uh, right now, they're just gravely disappointed that they don't get to uh, decide what we can and can't talk about. And um, it's nice to watch a guy like Elon Musk, who's not a conservative, get red-pilled as he looks at this stuff and comes to his own conclusions about it. That's frankly the best way to convert people. You're not going to yell at them uh, to the point where they uh, agree with you, as the leftists are finding out. Uh, all it does is shut people up for a while, and then they come back and get you some some other way. Um, but a guy like uh, uh, Elon Musk is looking at stuff and going, my gosh, these conservatives are on to a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of, you know, bullying and, and um, you know, using that to shut people up, you know, I, I came home Sunday afternoon and uh, checked the feed and found out that I was a stochastic terrorist and directly responsible for deaths in Colorado all of a sudden. Um, okay. yeah, it, me too. I found that out. You know, yeah. I, I, look, if pointing out that uh, children shouldn't be sexually exploited is going to risk the lives of other people, assuming that's true, and, and we all know it's a lie, but let's assume that's true. It is a risk I am willing to take. Yeah, amen. I am willing, if me saying, hey, you aren't allowed to uh, sexually exploit children uh, may inspire uh, somebody to go murder people, um, I'm going to roll those dice. I will, I will accept that, uh, 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 that reality, if it is a reality, which it isn't. But yes, I'm going to stand against the sexual exploitation of children. And if some people are so uh, angry uh, about what I have to say that they want to go commit violence, um, A, you should have locked them up when you could have. Yeah. Yeah. For the, the last guy, of course. Well, they're all known to the FBI, always. But, well, that's uh, what's interesting. Every single one of them yes. is known to the FBI. Every if if our if our law enforcement um, and justice system was working properly, so many of these things would not have happened, including this one. This guy should have been locked up after he, you know, threatened to bomb his mom. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's my, it's pretty ridiculous. My my favorite thing is uh, this guy is like some sort of right wing uh, guy because his grandpa used to be an assemblyman in San Diego. And that's, yeah. that's why he didn't go to jail when he did this the first time. Because yeah, clearly ultra MAGA. San Diego is such an awe-inspiringly powerful, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> figure that uh, he, he's got the uh, district attorney in Colorado shaking in his boots about charging this guy with terrorism and blowing stuff up and all that other stuff. Yeah, that makes makes a lot of sense. Um None of it makes sense because it isn't supposed to. It's just the lie du jour. They don't believe it. They don't expect you to believe it. They just expect, you know, that maybe you'll shut up. And, and like I said, if, um, if uh, the occasional uh, uh, lunatic going on a, uh, a spree is the cost of standing up against child uh, sex exploitation, uh, that's a risk I'm willing to take. Yeah, so amen. defend yourselves against the people who are so riled up by standing against exploiting children uh, that they uh, uh, commit violence. Yeah. Amen. So, okay. I, I, I'm not for it. I, I'm against it. Uh, and I thought it was pretty funny that one of the guys uh, at the uh, uh, bar he was shooting up disarmed him without a weapon. Just beat the crap out of him, apparently. Good. Yeah. You, you shouldn't go and shoot people. That's always bad. Uh, but, uh, uh, if, if, if the, the potential for inflaming, uh, 
uh, others is a risk. That that is a risk I'm willing to take to prevent the sexual exploitation of children. Yes. See, I'm I'm weighing those. You won't take that risk and allow children to be exploited. Okay. I will accept that risk uh, to stop children from being exploited. It seems to me that's the uh, thing. I'm going to go on the side of the children, and um, you know, other people can go another way. I don't care. They can do what yeah. they, they think what they want. It's a free country, or at least sort of is. So people pulled clips from our pastor who that morning had dedicated a baby, uh, and it was a baby boy, and he wears a set of furry bear slippers that are yeah. masculine for a boy, and he does feminine for a girl. And so he makes a joke about it and goes, yeah, we only have two pairs of these uh, you know, fuzzy oh, boots. Whoa. And... The uh, the online community, especially here locally, who absolutely hate our pastor because he you know stood up and you know did all of that. Um, how dare he make that joke on Trans Remembrance Day? What? Okay, there's no Trans Remembrance Day. That's what made me laugh. Is that's a made up thing? Yeah, that's not a thing. That's like National Pickle Day. I'm not doing that. Um, and I, uh, I, I don't care if they're offended by the joke. In fact, it, I think it's funny that they're offended by the joke. And the more offended that they pretend to be, the more um, the the happier, the genuinely happier I will be. Um, I look. None of us, your pastor, me, you, anybody watching this, has no moral obligation to allow a bunch of weirdos a veto over what we say, do, and think. Um, in fact, we have a moral obligation not to do it. So I think instead of not making any jokes, you should make many, many more to demonstrate to them that they don't get a say in what we get to say at all. And if they're angry about it, too bad. It's not yeah. something I'm interested in. I keep making the mistake of thinking that some of these folks are genuine people. But I, yeah, but I'm realizing more that they're not. They are, they are actors playing a role yes. in a theater production. All of them, and it, and it becomes more and more evident the more you listen to them, yes. and the more hysterical and nonsensical they get about these things. When we are consistent on the fact that we don't want the transgender activists to be moving against children's interests and playing these games. Uh, you know, chemically castrating them, abusing them, oh. sexualizing them early. All of that stuff has to stop. And yes. their only answer is, oh, no, you can't say anything because it could lead to somebody, uh, you know, some crazy monster somewhere getting uh, violent. Oh, well, well, I mean, okay. If, if you think that's a risk, too bad. I'm still going to do it. You should probably protect yourself from random lunatics who... Um, uh, are outraged, or at least think they are, because I'm not going to give these lunatics. Look, these lunatics are not who we are. We are outraged right. because this is a horrible crime against children. It is bizarre and creepy and pathological and unbelievably damaging, and uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, you know, pretty much blasphemy. Uh, a guy who goes on a killing spree, uh, you know, to try and to try and come up with some sort of. Uh, uh, a coherent rationale for him. I, I have a killing a guy who goes on a killing spree uh, uh, for this reason would have found just another reason. And it could have yeah. been, I don't know, Black Lives Matters, uh, 
pro-abortion insanity. Uh, yeah. uh, and that guy people. needs to be taken off the board. Well, he needs to be taken off the board. If you're trying to stick me with them, go to hell. I'm not doing it. I don't right. care what you think. Uh, I have nothing to do with those people. Uh, and I have no, and I don't have to defend myself against your bizarre defamation uh, that, that I somehow do. So I'm not going to bother. Uh, it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant to what I'm doing. I don't right care on. what ra- look. The rationale for a murderer is really doesn't matter because if it isn't this rationale, it's just going to be another. They're bad people looking to hurt people. They're not there to protect kids. They're not there, you know. <laughs> you know, if, if this guy was a Black Lives Matter terrorist. I'm not sure. You know, I, I don't think he's doing it because of black lives. I think right. he's just he's bad people. Exactly. Uh, you know, there are organized terrorists out there. Uh, I don't think that this uh, this freak is one of them or most of these uh, 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 freaks are. Uh, so, look, there, there are terrorists out there who do have an ideology. Uh, that, that's clearly not the case here. But even if it were, don't care. I'm still going to oppose bizarre perversions inflicted on kids. Amen. Amen. Right on. Hey, so um, everybody, I think, should be following you on Town Hall and your writings. Uh, I think you do a great job of, um, you know, thinking through the future. Um, you know, as you know, I love your your book, and we had a couple of episodes yep. on that. It was fantastic. And uh, I awesome. know you also have your uh, your fictional series out, yep. the Kelly Turnbull series, which is great, and I, pe- I think people should pick that up. But I would love for you to talk about your DeSantis versus Trump, because you've done the case for Trump, the case against him, the case for DeSantis. I mean, you're you're and, laying and it all against, out. Yeah, case against DeSantis. I have sent it in. It is going to run Thanksgiving. Wonderful. Um, so people can uh, fight about it over their table. Look, I. Uh, everybody, are you for or against? Doesn't matter what I am. Right. And, it, you know, I mean, I am my I am my views. Uh, what I'm trying to do here is lay out as objectively as I can, the case for and case against. Yeah, and you're doing thing, a great job. NASA, and the last thing people need, Bryce, is another pundit telling them what to think. Yep. Nobody needs to... Well, Kurt Schlichter's telling me I could, should support DeSantis. I'm not going to tell you anything. At some point when I make a final decision, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Uh, but I'm not going to tell anybody to do anything. Because like I said about Elon Musk a little earlier, we've got to get to the point where people we're letting people make decisions on their own yes. and not trying to force them in, not trying to bully them, not trying to, well, you know, curse the expert because he writes a town hall. No, I'm just the guy who writes a town hall. But our people have been insulted, condescended to and talked down to by the media, the pundits, the establishment for so long that nothing constructive can come by us trying to leverage whatever influence we have to make them do something. Yep. They've got to come to their own conclusions. And I want to put out there in my best lawyer way, here are the things that I see are the pluses for Trump. Here are the negatives. Trump obviously thought it was okay. He he printed out a copy of the case against Trump and wrote me a nice note on it. (laughs) So I'm gonna put that up in the house somewhere when I get a chance. 
if I can find a, a couple of inches of free space. Uh, and the thing about uh, DeSantis, I think there's a very good case to be made for DeSantis. I made that on uh, Monday's town hall, uh, the 21st. On the 24th, Thanksgiving, I'm going to make the case against him. And I'm going to talk about the things. And what are the things? Well, he hasn't proved himself nationally. What is his game plan to win in Mich uh, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania? How does he win that? Um, you know, is he going to be able to get the money? Uh, does he have the credential? I, you know, is it, Paul Ryan likes him. What about that? Well, I, I mean, I, I, that's an issue. I, I talk about that, too. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think it, the... Yeah, so uh, there's the information. And you can tell me to go pound sand. People do all the time. I think that's just fine. But that's that, that's how I'm thinking about things. Here's the case for, here's the case against. What do you guys think? Do you know whom you're voting for? With every product you buy and every dollar you spend, you are casting your vote. Devoted Capital offers values-based investing portfolios that are designed to help you reach your financial goals, all the while making a positive impact on your life and the world around you. They are dedicated to educating, engaging, and empowering you to be wise with your investments and to equip you to be knowledgeable with your vote. Visit their website at devotedcapital.com to learn more about values-based investing or dial 805-372-0821 to speak to your values investor advocate today. Investment advisory services offered through Alliance Advisory and Securities, LLC, registered investment advisor. Yeah, well, not not to not to give away your articles because I want people to read them. But but uh, starting with the case for Trump, would you give me two points on kind of each? Uh, Trump was a very successful president in the face of incredible odds. Amen. I agree. Uh, Trump is also a master communicator, maybe better than anybody since uh, Bill Clinton. And those are big positives for him. Yes. Uh, that we shouldn't underestimate. Yeah, agreed. Now, now the case against Trump, there he has a definite low ceiling. A lot of people hate him and will never vote for him. Fair or not, doesn't matter. What we'll have what he'll have to do is thread the needle by winning almost all of everybody else. Yeah. He's got to win pretty much everybody who might possibly vote for him. And that is a hard path. How does he win again in Michigan? Wisconsin and Pennsylvania. He did once, but you know, the last couple, he, he didn't the second time. Um, and I don't care if there's cheating. I always assume there is cheating. Is he going to be able to get past the cheating? Cause it isn't to make a good try and then complain that it got stolen from you. It's to get it done. Right. And it didn't get I done in 20. I was at a uh, private, um, a party, a private gathering where Dennis Prager spoke on on this subject, and the one thing he said. So he he's very high on Trump as being one of the greatest presidents of all time. I think he, he was right. He, yeah, and so he laid that out. But then he said, "I don't want him to run because he takes all of the air out of the room." And yes. I am, and that's, and I think that is the danger of of Trump. I have personal feelings about wanting him to run. I, I, I was not a never-Trumper, but I did not vote top of ticket the first time around because I wanted here in California amongst my liberal friends to be able to say, hey, he wasn't my guy, and mean it, and have those arguments. I, um, 
I then, of course, voted for him the, the second time because he governed incredibly well yes. and surprisingly well on so many things, and yes. he got more done against those unbelievable headwinds than almost anybody else in those circumstances ever could have, or yes. presidents that were a waste of space in years past. Yep. So, uh, um, so I, I also would love, I'd love him to run and win just to see the meltdown on the other side and the potential <laughs> so for, <would> I. <laughs> for grand cultural and you know civil explosions. And I don't necessarily mean literal explosions, but but I think it would be su- such a you know dividing time potentially in the long-term positive sense, like, you know, rip that Band-Aid off and expo- expose the other side even more. Yeah. Look, I, I think um, I think a lot of the uh, critique of Trump right now has to do with electability. Yeah. Uh, can he win? Will yeah. he win? And to me, that's the main question. I'm not worried about how he'll govern that much. I mean, his personnel stuff was... He, he didn't do a great a job there. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And he just wasn't great on personnel. He had some great people. You know, uh, Robert O'Brien or Rick Grinnell. Rick Grinnell. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, Rex Tillerson, uh, Anthony Fauci. <laughs> uh, uh, I think uh, I, I think he's weak on COVID. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, uh, Ron DeSantis, who's really the only competition. I'm actually going to write uh, the case for and against everybody else. Uh, okay, good. So, well, well, let's let's pivot. No, <laughs> let's 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 pivot to DeSantis and give me you know again so, uh, people need to read your article, but but give me a couple of those uh, highlights and I'll tell you my thoughts. Uh, Ron DeSantis is um, first of all he exudes competence. He has yes. turned uh, Florida into a red state that works. I think uh, if you look at Hurricane Ian. He, his handling of that was masterful. I actually got a rare interview with him uh, because I, I, I told him, hey, I want to talk only about disaster stuff, leadership in disasters, because I did that for 30 years in Cal- or 27 years in California in the Guard. So we talked about uh, leadership, and he really got that, and he demonstrated yeah. he had Yeah, he had bridges down that were up in five days. Yeah, he had, no, he's, he's uh, amazingly competent. Yeah, and, and, and I think competent and normality are two of the watchwords that we're going to have for 2024. Because, I mean, for a long time, we've had not competent and not normal. And you've got not normal and not competent with this guy in the White House now. I think DeSantis has a chance to do that. Um, I think uh, DeSantis has a chance to reach to voters that are out of Trump's reach, making yes. him potentially... Uh, more powerful in the general. Now, of course, the downside is there are a lot of people who brought, came in for Trump. They weren't voting. They weren't active before. They were for Trump. Are they going to stick around? The question that's got to be answered for DeSantis is, do you bring more people in than you lose by not being Trump? Yeah. The second is, uh, we know how Trump has done the national stage. One time he won, one time he lost. Uh, he has some. He, he at least once had an idea of how to win Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan. You know the battleground states. How's DeSantis going to do that? He, he's got to have a plan too, and maybe his plan is I'm just going to be super competent and not Biden, and that might be enough. 
Because I, 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 the more I think about it, the more I think it's going to be Biden in twenty twenty four. Because it could be Newsom, uh, but there, I mean, there'd have to be a massive coup uh, to get rid of Biden. I think a lot of Democrats want to get rid of Biden. Uh, I think, um, I think the lesson of the twenty twenty two election for the Democrats is the wrong one which is, phew, now we don't have to take a deep personal inventory and find out why we're both so disliked. Yeah. Okay, you, you, you are disliked. The Republicans are, more, are, are also disliked. Maybe not as much, because we took back the House, but they're, they're also disliked. They're not going to do the personal inventory. I, the neat thing is, I see Republicans, we're, we're going at each other hot and heavy about it. You know, pointing fingers, I think that's all good. Which is good, I, it but, is good. Yeah, Rona McDowell has to make uh, has to explain McCarthy, uh, McConnell, Trump, uh, us voters, conservative pundits. We all got a share of this pie of failure, or at least not reaching our potential. We didn't quite fail. We set expectations really high. One 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 thing that kind of annoyed me is one of uh, the McCarthy, uh, not McCarthy, the uh, McConnell responses was, "Well, in our internal polling, we never saw a red way a red tidal wave." It's like, well, you know, facts that would have been good to hear earlier. Yeah, dummy. Because you you set expectations. I don't know if they set them, but they didn't under undercut them. Um, you know, that's you know, conservatives aren't supposed to get all emotional and excitable. We did. Um, yeah. Well, and, and we we telegraphed, like especially in Arizona, and and I was I was cringing at the time, and we did it a little bit here in our community, and I and uh, and we stopped it with our organization here. We started collecting ballots. We did yeah. ballot harvesting, legal yes. ballot harvesting here. Yes. We um, I told people vote early and often. Obviously, yes. I'm joking about the second part, but um, but people were were uh, blasting me a little bit internally, saying, "Oh no, you have to vote on the day. You have to vote no, in person. All this stuff." No, I said, no. "No," because what we were doing was we were playing like we are old tiny boxers, but we're we're fighting an MMA match. And they're going to use everything, and they're going to, you know, kick yes. us in the head and knock us to the ground. Look, one thing that we had not done, and in some places we did, in California, for instance, I think we saved the house by yeah. uh, playing by the rules that exist. Yes. And my, I find it very annoying when uh, I say, hey, California, you know, we have ballot harvesting, we have to learn about, well, it's cheating, we, we should just repeal it. Oh, okay. Yeah, Here's let's do that after we win. Repeal stuff I don't like in California, because... Because I got a list, and it yeah. just started. It could end with ballot harvesting. Uh, fact is, you got to fight on the battlefield where you're dropped. That's where you got to fight. Right. You don't get a choice. Right. Uh, if you do have the power, you do what uh, uh, Ron DeSantis did and reform the election system so that you can get a result in three hours. And no, there are no doubts about the election system in Florida. It is totally so, clean. Totally transparent and totally quick. It should be in Arizona. That whole thing was a disgrace. Well, that's because Arizona was a battle. Arizona was the state versus Carrie Lake, not Katie Hobbs and the left versus Carrie Lake. It was everybody versus Carrie Lake because um, Arizona would go red forever. Yeah, I think Doug Ducey really trashed his uh, rep there. He just didn't get it done. Uh, I don't think he liked Carrie Lake. And he, he represents kind of the Republican establishment. And yeah. uh, congratulations, you guys got Katie Hobbs. Yeah. You know, you're, 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 you're very mad that your base doesn't believe in you. 
and wanted somebody else. So you, you're going to take your ball and go home. That is the most McCain thing I've ever seen. Yeah, um, that's what they did. On the other hand, you know, it was Carrie Lake's job to get elected. She didn't get elected. Uh, there were uh, problems in Maricopa, which are inexcusable, but of course will be excused. Um, look, you look at the Maricopa thing and say, hey, hey, dummies, that's what happens day of balloting. You show up and they don't have ink. That's right. Okay. They, you, well, we told them in Arizona when we were going to show up. We told them how to defeat yes. us. All yes. you have to do is create some headwinds, stymie it a little bit, make it yeah. just enough that that it that it uh, you know creates confusion. You don't have to do much, and you can have a well, feign of and, legality. And, and it doesn't it doesn't matter whether it was intentional or just incompetence. It was one or the other, maybe both. Right. Who knows? Doesn't matter. You know when you when you collect when you get when you concentrate your forces. Okay. Yes, you deliver a bigger punch. But you also create a bigger target. If you are sending in your ballots starting the day of the first day of the election period, because it's not election day anymore, you're banking votes. And it is very, very hard to cheat on those. It is it is much less hard when all the when a bunch of votes come in the last day. Yep. So I hope people learned, you know, hey guy who stood in line for four hours because they didn't have ink. I filled out my ballot and sent it in like three weeks before. And then California sent me a text saying, Kurt, your ballot's been collected and counted. Thank you for voting. Done. My vote got in. Don't. Yeah. We, we cannot pretend. And, and, you know, the funny thing is, we used to own vote by mail, Republicans. Like yeah. 10 years ago, that was our thing. Democrats adapted. Uh, Trump, thanks, decided to uh, 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 tell people vote the day of. Okay, not thinking stuff through. But we need a voting system. And what we have to do is through uh, conservative hubs like religious places, gun ranges, uh, uh, places where conservatives gather, uh, we have to have a concerted effort to put ballots in the box. That is how you win. And, yep. and remember, these are not, you know, the, the number Carrie Lake lost by is not a huge number. It's not like it's like a percent or so. It, not uh, even. Lake, I think. It, more, yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, well, I think. But, it, I, yeah, I think it came down to less than a percent. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not a lot of votes. So, you know, we just do a little better. You know, we got it because, I mean, they've already gone full tilt. We know what maximum Democrat potential looks like. But yeah. we don't know what our maximum potential is because we haven't done it in these places. Well, we had uh, a lot of people not thing, show up, too. Yeah. Now, look, I mean, I, uh, the other thing is we have to go from influencing the vote to focusing on managing the ballots. But we still need to influence. I, I like the idea of winning well outside the uh, the. the the margin of fraud. And yeah. that means having candidates uh, that the majority of people are a significant majority of people are going to vote for. And um, we have not always done that. And it's not always fair. Uh, right. I think Blake was a great candidate. I think Kerry was a great candidate. But you look at somebody like Doug Ducey, he was like eight or nine points ahead. Yeah. Okay. That's, we didn't get that eight or 9%. What's the answer? 
you know, we, we've got to figure that out. Uh, we shouldn't be looking for 50 plus one. We should be looking for uh, four or five percent um, uh, margins. Yeah. It, well, aim for a blowout and you'll get four or five percent because of all the yeah. junk that they do. Yeah. And I, I mean, you know, I, I, I think all the candidates need to go back and see why they why what happened happened. Uh, you know, you have a guy like Adam Laxall, who is a great candidate and absolutely should have uh, uh, should have won. And he didn't buy a little. And it's just, you know, what? I, Sometimes I honestly think. The other guy. Yeah, I, I honestly think it's just not bad enough yet, too. Because oh, yeah. there's a lot of people, especially here in California, uh, within our county, that didn't show up on the conservative side of things, or even in the middle, they didn't show up because it's not as awful as I think it's going to get to be. Um, you know, here if we continue on the trajectory we've been on, and you know, when it's as bad as you know, people aren't able to make their ends meet, then you'll have people showing up out of anger. Well, look, um, you know, you do have to hit bottom. And, uh, you know, I I, I guess we haven't hit there yet. Um, The thing is, it isn't going to get better because the other side has learned no lessons from this. Right. They think this was a vindication. See, they don't hate us that much. You know, you guys didn't blow anything out. I'm I'm kind of grateful that they haven't learned their lesson because they're yeah, going to yeah. continue I, I like to the do. Yeah, yeah, they're going to continue to do uh, bad things, and they're going to continue to push their agenda. They're not going to stop. They're going to continue to fracture things. They're going to continue to divide us, which actually, for the long run, helps us. I, I think so too. But you got to. I mean, there is no bottom for a lot of these people. I mean, remember, Agreed. these are people who defend castrating uh, children, giving mastectomies to uh, girls. I mean, th- 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 there, there's really no bottom. You would think that at some point they go, wait a minute, time out. You, want, yeah. you, you think we should cut off what because he thinks he's a girl? Um, and if they don't, it's just that there's, there, there, there's no way you're ever going to get those. Uh, I think the majority of normal people are gettable. But there's always going to be a... Uh, uh, a, a chunk of folks who are just, you know, we're, 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 we just can't reach. So we're really looking for normal people uh, yeah. who, who aren't super political. We have two major tragedies in this country that I take personally, and it's poor health and veganism. Battle both by ordering from my friends at Good Ranchers. 85% of all grass-fed beef is imported from other countries, but because they process it here, they can slap the product of USA label on it. Because of this, over 100,000 independent American farms and ranches have closed. Good Ranchers sells 100% American meat. A Good Ranchers subscription locks in your price to protect you against inflation. Enter code LIBERTY at checkout for $30 off plus free shipping or go to GoodRanchers.com slash Liberty. Every item is steakhouse quality and you can order the finest steaks, seafood, and chicken at half the price of those other online meat guys. And I'll tell you, in direct head-to-head competition in my discriminating household, Good Ranchers just tastes much better. Enter code LIBERTY at checkout for $30 off plus free shipping or go to GoodRanchers.com slash Liberty. Good Ranchers, American meat delivered. 
Yeah, there's the third part. There's the third party, the normal people party. That's what we need. <laughs> yeah, but the, the thing is, we're the normal people party. We are. And we've got a we lot are. of people who look. The Republican ba- brand is bad. It is. And I like the idea that you know Americans don't like political parties. I get it. That's kind of good. If you like a party, if a party's fulfilling you, there's probably something wrong with you. You've got a big void inside that you need to fill, maybe with Jesus. I don't know. Uh, but uh, Amen. But uh, the Republican Party is, you know, it's got – it, it there are a lot of people who just will never vote for it just because it provide, it, it gives some people like the creeps. Same with yeah. the Democrats. But, yeah, well, we do we do a terrible job. You know, we we do have the best policies and the best ideas now. And I'm not talking about the uh, Republican Party as it is now, because it's you know they're an establishment yeah. horde. Um, yes. But but you know when it when it comes to de, you know defending our ideas, you know our ideas are are the best ideas. They are ideas of prosperity. The um, you know other side of it, they have terrible ideas, but they're wonderful at euphemisms. They're wonderful at redefining language. They're wonderful at bumper sticker level thoughts that t- tend to resonate with the the stupid among us and the easily manipulated. And then they and then they've got you know a good core group of um, nihilists that that you know drive the noise. Yeah, I, I mean. Look, I, I don't think they're. I mean, look, they're certainly not unbeatable. It's just we we. I, I think the. Uh, I think our success comes reputation for competence, and then you start looking at Kemp, DeSantis, uh, Mike DeWine level governors, and yeah. how they're winning like ten points ahead. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of the sweet spot for us. The Republican Party should be the party of competence, the party of, you know, if your bridge falls, it's going to get fixed. Um, If there's a criminal, he's going to get put in jail. We're not going to cut up kids. You're not going to have, you know, child porn in your school libraries. Just stuff's going to work. We're not going to do stupid stuff, Um, you know, but we're also not going to have mean tweets. And, uh, you know, we're not going to fight with Rosie O'Donnell. I think there. I think that is a, a potential line of appeal for people. Um, I mean, sir, I like the battling and belligerent lane, but I think the competent lane is really our strong point. Um, and you know, Governor Ducey in Arizona had that, and I think one of Carrie Lake's strategic mistakes was she went much more into the battling and belligerent lane than the competent lane. I got problems right. with Ducey. But Ducey was inoffensive, and he generally got stuff done. He got great stuff done, in fact. His backpack bill for schools, where kids can take the money, that's that's a huge achievement. So maybe Carrie Lake's uh, strategy could have been blending a little bit of belligerent, but a lot of competence. A lot of, you know, hey, you know, I want to continue Governor Ducey's work. Uh, Katie Hobbs will just do all these crazy lefty things. Oh, I'm also going to seal the border. Yeah. But, you know, your, your, your kid's going to get to go to the school he wants. And that may have been a, you know, I mean, look, hindsight is the best kind of sight. Yeah. The best perspective is retrospective. Um, but uh, I, I think the uh, competence lane 
is huge. You know, can you have, you know, no drama, no trauma, just getting it done so that you don't have to think about government anymore. And I, I mean, there's a huge appeal to that. And that's, that that's is, one of the problems with the belligerent side. When you're fighting, you've got to think about the government. Yeah. A lot of people don't want to. Well, you, you know how I know your level of maturity? And it's this, because you are a belligerent guy, and that's one of the things I love most about yes. you. But you're recognizing that, that uh, yeah, that is the truth. And I think you're, I think you're right. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I would love for the answer to always be what I want. Mm-hmm. You know, like climate change is always the answer for the Marxists. Hey, how convenient. I have an emergency. It requires you to do everything that I couldn't convince you to do before. How lucky is that? Uh, <laughs> but, but look, there are you know, different weapon systems for different fights. And uh, I think normality and competence uh we're vindicated in 2022 whether they're what we're going to want in 2024 eh, probably but who knows but uh you know i'm just uh, uh I, I i i the problem for the problem for trump is he's always drama yeah and that makes Agreed. it hard that covers up the competence which he had he was fantastically calm. If they had stopped screwing with him, I get okay. You stop screwing with him, he'll stop tweeting. Right. He'd absolutely be president today. Yeah, but they screwed with him just so he would yes. tweet, so they can paint yes. him as the weirdo, you know, crazy guy, yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean, look, nobody wants. I, I don't think there's a huge appetite for exhausting government. And Trump, I like Trump, but Trump's exhausting because yeah. he requires constant effort. You can't not be aware of him. How many people think about freaking Mike DeWine in Ohio? Nobody. And that's why he's good. Yeah. Those are great points. So, hey, uh, speculate for me a little bit about what you think we're going to see in this, uh, you know, 2023 here. And, and I mean, whatever you want to talk about. What do you think the economy? Are we going to have some, uh, you know, wild times? going to get worse. We're going to have some military disaster. China will attack somebody. Iran will do something. North Korea will do something. Uh, and it will be all the Republicans' fault because reasons and shut up transphobe. Um, I think the Republicans are going to kick up a lot of dirt on Biden. Uh, I think you can already see people trying to get ahead of it. Yeah. Like CBS, you know, just two years, two and a half years later is, hey, this laptop has some really incriminating stuff in it. Oh, you think <laughs> um, there's going to be an attempt? Look, in the next year, they're going to try and get rid of Biden. I don't think he's going to go. No, and I, and I I kind of think it's a waste of time. I think we should be going after Mayorkas and we should be, you know, let's well, let's maybe we, go after these other people. We should be. Whatever we do, we should do it thoughtful with a purpose. I like yeah. McCarthy's idea of having uh, hearings down by the border so he drags Democrats there. The other thing is I like the idea of hearings outside of D.C. So if people commit perjury, they're doing it in a venue that's not Washington, D.C., which will not convict a Democrat. Yeah, good point. And it also says, hey, we're out there with the American people. I would do that all day long. 
And um, uh, I think uh, uh, I think Trump's probably going to get indicted by somebody. And it'll be stupid. Um, some people think, well, if he gets indicted, then he's certainly going to win the nomination. I'm not sure. I think I think a lot of people go, you know, it's rotten you got indicted. We'll just get maybe we'll get somebody else. Maybe we'll get DeSantis to uh, pardon you, or yeah. um, or do something else. But I I think Trump made a, a tactical error in nom in uh, uh, announcing so early uh, because now no one out now, now at least DeSantis for at least a year is not going to do anything. He's just going to sit and govern effectively, uh, which He's is smart. Yeah, and people just get more and more. Uh, Trump, he's still around. Yeah, I, I just. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah I, I agree one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, I think I think we'll see some other people try and get in. Pompeo, Cruz, Cotton wisely uh, said no. Probably Nikki Haley. Yeah, and, and I think uh, so, I think none of them are no, interesting to anywhere. me. Yeah, I mean, look, I like Ted Cruz. I do too. But that puts me in the minority. Okay, he's just not. I'm, I'm here in Texas right now. He's not hugely popular. He's a very good senator. I like him. I sp- yeah. I've given him money. I just like. I just don't think there's any groundswell that wants him to be president. I'm sorry. I don't think there's a groundswell that wants me to be president. So yeah. don't take it personally, Ted. Yeah, that's one. Yeah, that's one thing. I mean, you know, I, I met I met Donald Trump. I uh, used to insure one of his. Um, uh, hotel in in Vegas, and this was before he ever was running for president and everything. And and he he has an otherworldly level of charisma, and yeah. and his his people love him. Like the people that yeah. have worked for him love him. He uh, he's 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 phenomenal in in some of those ways. You know his his kids are are are, are uh, love him, which I can't tell yeah. you how many people I've met over the years that are loved by all, hated by their children, and that tells you a lot. And and uh, and and he's he's loved and admired by his kids. DeSantis, on the other hand, you know, doesn't have that same uh, charisma, but he does exude that competence. And I, I got to yes. spend time with him on a boat where there was only about nine of us, and um, he's he's as genuine as they come. Like what you see is what you get, kind of a I, person. I, I you know the first time I, I I've only met him once. I've seen him speak like ten times, and he's gotten better. I like how he yes. learned. I mean, markedly better. I speak for a living. I, I, I'm a trial lawyer. Uh, and yeah. I listen to lots of politicians. He's gotten really good. He's actually gone from okay to effective and good. Agreed. Agreed. But uh, I got introduced in some photo line with him. And uh, he said, hey, this is Colonel Schlichter. And I walk up. I shook his hand. He had a firm handshake, not like a limp fish. And I said, how you doing, Governor? The Navy sucks. And he bursts into laughter. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's okay. a real guy. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't, wait, how dare you? I was in the Navy. None of that. He thought it was fun. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I was like, okay, not a stiff. And no, people, he's engaging in person. You know, it was weird. Uh, you know, my mom, who was a judge, so good judge of character. Uh, I remember when Moromney was around, she goes, I just don't like him. Yeah. I just don't like him. And, um, you know, I'm just, conservative Republicans, they come. I'm sure she voted for him. Uh, but there are a lot of other people who just thought, man, eh, you know, he's a stiff. And it turns out, of course, he, you know, stuck us in the back as soon as we stopped being useful to him. If you notice how all these country club gentlemen we keep hearing about, 
the guys with the class who are, you know, we're supposed to respect, always stick us in the back. Of uh, course. We defend them, and then they don't defend us. We're they beneath them. on the side of their country club house. Have you noticed how that always happens? Yeah, yeah. That's kind of interesting. Just, just yeah, no, we're, we're the uh, we're the wait staff. You know, we're the you know they'll 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 slip a tip into our pockets, but um, you know they don't they don't care. We're, we're they're uh, they're contemptuous of us at the end of the day. Yeah, at, at the end of the day, we're you know not one of them. And right. uh, boy, are we sensitive to that now? Yeah, it, it, you know, it's just I, gosh. I remember we just defended and defended George Bush because he was too much of a gentleman to defend himself. And you know, as soon as we didn't support his fat brother. Suddenly we were racist and he was palling around with Barack and Bill. Yep. Yep. Yeah, no, it told like, us a lot. It's like, there you are. Go back, paint more pictures. Guys, you got maimed for your strategic incompetence, you piece of crap. Yeah. Yep. Uh, exactly. Just, it just, just, you know, that, that was one of the biggest you know, disappointments. Because for a long time I had taught myself into, you know, I push a little soft. But he's, you know, he's trying to be a good guy. I think he's a little weak about it. But, you know, it's, and then and he sticks us in the back. I was like, wow, I did not see that coming. But I'm going to see it coming in the future. Yes. Well, how do we uh, how do we follow you? Um, give the rundown for everybody that's listening. Um, I'm a great admirer of yours, so uh, you know, I'm I'm on it. But uh, but well, yeah, let it, let everybody know. Well, follow me on Twitter, at Kurt Schlichter. I write town hall columns every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, or Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, what am I saying? Uh, and I do a, a town hall VIP video and podcast on the weekend. Also, uh, I have an, a Locals page where all Kurt stuff happens. That's the Schlichter Arena at Locals, which is a lot of fun. And I get my books, including Inferno. The seventh Kelly Turnbull novel, which is out, yeah, and uh, people love it. Yeah, now you do a good job, and you're you're a great writer, and I, I love uh, love your style and many things, sir. And so I appreciate you, you know, coming on and hanging out with me and spending this time, and um, you know, enjoy Texas. Uh, I'm I'm enjoying Texas while I'm here. I'll be home soon. We gotta get together uh, uh, get together in the next few weeks. Yeah, anytime. All right, I would man. love it. Thank you. All right, thank you, sir. Thank you for joining us on Liberty Station. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you like what we're doing, please subscribe to us on Rumble, Liftable TV, or Spotify, or anywhere that you consume podcasts. Please text these episodes to your friends and support our advertisers.